Cost of Goods Told Podcast. My name is Connor. I'm a chef and media producer. I am joined by my co-producer, Darren Lafferty, who is a uh, 25-year uh, food veteran. <laughs> Good thing you wrote that down. I know, right? I got I to gotta keep reminding myself because okay, last good. time I screwed it up. So um, today we've got some special guests. We've got quite a few, but today we're going to uh, focus uh, on the Blood Brothers. Um, guys, why don't you do me a quick favor and just introduce yourselves let everybody kind of get used to your voices and so forth and just kind of identify maybe not so much what your title is but what your roles and responsibility is at the uh at the brick and mortar um i'm robin wong and i handle most of the kitchen food that comes out and some of the admin stuff uh, marketing kui hong i'm the uh smoked meat peddler (laughs) (laughs) carrie wong a little bit of everything very cool. Thank that's you, guys. That's a good mix. That is. That is. Good mix. Um, just before we get too deep into this, for any listeners with sensitive ears or who have children listening, these are chefs talking, so um, this is not safe for anybody who is sensitive to that. So, yeah, so we're just... You've been warned already, so now with that bullshit out of the way, we're going to get into it. Fuck that. Yeah, right. <laughs> just a quick thank you to Duke's Premium Meats. You'll hear more from them later, but they are a sponsor, so we always like to give them a good shout-out right here at the beginning yep, yep. of the podcast. So why don't y'all just give us the condensed, super condensed version of y'all's history. If anybody really wants to deep dive on it, I know that there's a ton of podcasts that you've, you've gone deep into it, a, a ton of write-ups and so forth. So those, you know, that's already been done. Just give us just the quick TLDR for, for any listeners who may not know it. So. Uh, basically, Terry and I are brothers. Uh, we've known Kui since, since high school, uh, going into the early 90s. Uh, Terry and I opened a bar basically in 2000. Um, ran in Chinatown for five years, and we closed for five years and opened in Midtown in 2010. And in about 2011... We did a customer appreciation party, and Kui offered to do the food for that event because he all uh, he would have basically barbecue parties at his house all the time, <laughs> and he he was like, "Well, I'll cook for you for your party." From that, we got uh, we started doing a steak night that was really popular, and that's when he started dabbling into actually smoking meat. Uh, so we went from grilling to smoking. And That's we would test it. Master queen. Yeah, he was the grill master instead of the pit master. And then uh, we would we would let our regulars sample some of the stuff that he'd bring, and they loved it. And uh, had an opportunity. One of my friends was selling up a pit, and I told him. I, I I asked him. I was like, "Are you interested in getting this pit? It's a pretty good deal." I was, I was like, "We'll split it with you." So he and he was like, "Let's do it." From that, we got um, an event at. Buffalo Bayou Brewery, and then, you know, shout out to Bub Brew. Yeah, they were they were they were our first real Very gig. First and you know, you have to come up with a company. At that point, we had to decide right. like, okay, this is this is more than just weekend stuff. Like, we have to have a brand. We have to have a company. We came up with Blood Brothers because we've been friends for so long, and and you're dealing with meats and proteins. We thought it was cool. Yeah. yeah. And then uh, five years of that, we decided um, 
I mean, the people, it was really more the people demanding it of us to, to open a place. So we decided, okay, let's do it. So without, without combing over too much of the information, right? So I, a little bit of digging and we visited as well, Terry, is that, so the Blood Brothers is because Kui is a part of this process. So you're all brothers, but he's not blood, but he is, right? So you're blood right, brothers. Yeah. All you guys went to Elsick. Is that right? Correct. So that's shout out to A Leaf. You guys yeah, are super sir. proud of A Leaf. Yes, got got the uh, we love the, the graffiti. Too. Got the graffiti inside your restaurant wall, which yeah. is super cool. Kind of a throwback to where you guys came from, which is always great to acknowledge, right? You don't forget it. You you know where you came from, but you know where you want to be. So that's super cool. And then uh, you guys have just grown this. Where did karaoke uh, glitter karaoke come in? Because you you didn't mention any names, but. I think some of the pop-ups started around Glitter Karaoke as well, right? That sort of created yeah. that demand, right? Um, yeah, I think the steak night progressed to that. But we did stuff, uh, you know, Buff Brew, Hay Merchant, a lot of other bars. Refinery, and, yeah, Refinery, yeah, Liberty yeah, Station. Okay, good. And then we ended up at Lincoln. Glitter. I okay. think Glitter was like our very last, you know, yeah. when we started looking for a place. We are like, okay, we'll still do some pop-ups. Let's just take it home, like home base right. kind of thing. Well, so our... our, our thing with, with barbecue is it's supposed to be a social thing and it's a daytime thing it's an outdoor thing glitter doesn't have a patio a true patio gotcha. of, of course it makes sense like why wouldn't you do it at your own place but it just didn't really what work so we started a buff brew that was a lot of fun um, but they had their own rotation of trucks on, sure. on, a, on a pretty set schedule um, so we started off at the refinery right outside of Midtown. Went from the refinery to Liberty. They yeah, said that Liberty. To Liberty. And then to Lincoln. And then to Lincoln. And this is just pop ups, right? You don't yeah. have a, you don't have a food do trailer. Once a month. You yeah, don't have a truck. Doing, you just, we're doing, just pop ups. Yeah. Once and working full time. Yeah. Well, right. Everybody in full time. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And doing that. Yeah, it was rough. <laughs> so you literally went from, and I'm not trying to fast forward, but you went from no truck. No trailer, some very successful pop-ups to, <laughs> well, let's just get on in. I mean, let's, let's get a brick well, and mortar. In, in between, we ended up buying a trailer. Okay. Uh, yeah, we do have a trailer. Um, but, yeah, everything progressed kind of, not Quickly. fast, I don't think. But. What was either that milestone that you hit or that turning point that you hit where it was like, yeah, we definitely need to move into a brick and mortar? Really, what like Robbie said? I mean, it was a lot of people were like, "Y'all need to do something with this. Y'all need to, you know, bring them order." We've also had people, you know, it was hard for people to try our food. I mean, one event we had a customer was like, "Yeah, I had your food a year ago at Barbecue Fest, but I haven't been able to catch up with you guys, right. you know, because we were doing it on Saturday once a month, and then, you know, we upped it to twice a month." Um, and honestly, I mean, we actually started looking for a spot. Maybe two and a half, three years ago, but yeah. could never find it. Not really hard for. Yeah, yeah, not yeah. like just casually. Yeah, yeah. Casually, you know, if there was a second generation spot that looked interesting, we'd make some phone calls. So y'all waited for the right opportunity yeah, too. Yeah, then, yeah, so that's yeah, good that's too. You weren't trying to like shove something into the space. Right, yeah. Knowing what it takes to run a restaurant, you know, we all had full time jobs. Yeah, so it so it couldn't just leave the bar. Right. So I had to start looking for people and training them and making sure. And I went through about three people before the current manager I have now. Um, and the same thing with him. He couldn't just leave the, the store. He had to make sure that it was sure. okay, timing was right. And, you know, his uncle, it's his uncle's store. So his uncle was like, give me until 
this day. So we kind of had a we kind of had an idea of when things could really progress. Well, I think people think once a month pop up isn't a big deal, but really, mm-hmm. it's it, there's a shit ton of planning that needs to go into it ahead of time. Not oh, only yeah. is yeah. it just the the preparation of the food, but there's also making sure that you've got your permits, you've got everything yeah. lined up, you've got even some of these places. When I had my food truck, it was like you had to have like a two million dollar insurance policy yeah. or whatnot, you know, just to park your truck there in case someone got hurt walking from your truck to the thing, you know. And it was like, oh dang it, you know, call call, call Progressive or call whoever, yeah. you know, it, you know, up it, you know. One more thing to do. One more thing to do. Um, walk me through just kind of like what what it took, you know, just to put one one pop up on. Like, where where did the process start, and then you know, up to service. So from your backyard, which is completely different, right? To yeah. hey, let's do a pop up. I mean, what does that take? A uh, lot more food. Uh, <laughs> you know, more right. more place to store. Luckily, we had glitter, so we were able to do a lot of prep there. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, store the stuff there. But yeah, it's just totally different. Yeah, you know? it's contacting the club. What dates work for you? It's getting the dates down. It's coordinating. Like if we have um, sponsors, not really sponsors, but we have. We definitely feel like we have partnerships with certain companies, like Buffalo Bayou. So I, I contact Buffalo Bayou. I tell the bar, this is what we do. We wanna we wanna offer this beer with our barbecue. Mm-hmm. If they didn't carry it, make sure they got some in. Wow, so you're pairing me all the way back then. Yeah, everything that we do, we try to to. to um, to pull in our family. Sure. You know, so sure. if, if the bar didn't have it, we'd make them get it. That's you know, a great like, attention hey, to detail that nobody thinks you know, about, right? Then, it, then it's the marketing aspect, getting the flyers done and getting the word out. And, um, yeah, it's a lot that goes into it. And, and, you know, not having a place to deliver stuff. Mm-hmm. So it was basically, you mm-hmm. know, going to Depot and picking up everything. Right. We having to we had to buy a couple extra coolers to store you know all the briskets and all, all the ribs and everything and you know, coordinating with Josh at forty four to make sure that we would have product. Um, yeah. it, it, there is a lot that goes into it. It's not just showing up and serving food. What so what what I'm I mean I'm always fascinated by the guests that come on and we learn their story and our job is to tell that story right to to the listener. And what I heard immediately is a level of maturity in an industry that usually takes people decades to learn. One of them is preparation. The other thing I heard was second generation restaurant, right? So many people want to build out or get a footprint and build, this is what I want to do, I want to be in control. But the money you save on a second generation has got to be oh, yeah, it's right? exponential. That was our plan. Yeah, that so, our so plan. that's a great level of maturity yeah. that you guys had early on. So yeah. so you must have had a hard time or really you're waiting for the market to open up with second generation, right? You're not going to new retail spots right. and trying to, we're going to build this out. It's going to be at $500,000. Right. You're waiting on a restaurant to, to work with. So that's got to be, that tries your patience, right? Yeah. And then you're just like, hey, we're at the mercy of the time frame yeah. or whatever it's going to be. I mean, does, we that, would, does, that, does that make sense? Yeah, we'd find a building, no parking. We'd find a place with <laughs> big parking. is like the building's falling apart. Yeah. So it was just... But y'all still yeah. did put your personal touch on it. That yeah. that patio that you well, had actually, th- this was a complete build. This was a complete <laughs> this build. It was but a it, second. But you didn't just yeah. get it. You didn't just go. You didn't point your finger. Oh yeah, and say, oh, hey, no, we no, want yeah, that. Right? Yeah, yeah. You yeah. went through that, all the Yeah, the the spot that we wanted was actually on the other Behind side it. of the same shopping center. Oh okay. And uh, it fell through. Yeah. And the problem was is we didn't have a backup place, so we were shitting logs. Yeah. So. But we got really lucky. We have an awesome uh, landlord, and uh, he was like, "Well, you know, we've got another space on the other side." 
and you know, of course, we were reluctant, you know, because we're we're like, well, well, you know, glad you so have one, but you can't do it. <laughs> this that space is way bigger than the one we yeah. had. Yeah. We were looking way at bigger. a little, 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 yeah. little thing. But now, in yeah. hindsight, I mean, I'm glad because yeah. some some days we fill that place up, and then yeah. a lot of people end up having to take stuff to go because they're. I mean, and it still seats. Hundred people, yeah, we still right. hundred. Yeah, no, it's crazy. It's a decent size. So the so the, the original location fell through for whatever reason, yeah. and y'all are all like, "Man, that sucks," because we really wanted that yeah. spot. Yeah, well, I mean, we were freaking out. So then he brings you a new location, new spot. It's not yeah. perfect, right? So what are some of the back and forth with that landlord that you went on to say, "Hey, we can make this work for us," but these are the things we kind of need to work with you on. Is, was the there some of that going on? The original on spot was a corner spot. Yeah. Oh, really? So and we it was going, on the other side facing. We were going side. to kind of angle the front door in not not completely inset like this one yeah. so when we got this one and you know that's that's just a flat store which front. is not a, it's not a corner space so right? we asked him you know you know we were saying earlier barbecue to us is an outdoor thing yeah we want to you know you, 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 <laughs> yeah. you know, we were like no we're not we're not going to have a, a, a strip of center barbecue yeah. joint right. no so we made sure he would allow us to inset that front door and put a patio in, and they, they were cool with it. That's you know, they, they wanted to make, they wanted to make sure that they, the, the that, that appearance-wise, it would look nice. So, so you know, we we obviously weren't planning on lining the whole thing with cedar because it was kind of expensive. But mm -hmm. that they were like, no, if you're going to do it, we see what you're doing on the inside. You got to do it on the outside, and so you know, we, we had to get that done. Uh, we, got all the siding and everything put in it looks beautiful so was that glass it's inset now it's inset what maybe 20 or 30 feet yeah was it was it like all the rest of the that yeah just all all so the they really moved that back for yeah. you guys to create that yeah. outdoor mm -hmm. barbecue yeah. feel yeah. which is really cool so that, that says he speaks it speaks to his commitment to you guys oh, yeah, yeah. And the fact that he wanted exactly. y'all to be in there too so that's and that doesn't happen and i couldn't imagine it being any other way honestly yeah. without that patio I mean, yeah. there's just it just doesn't make, doesn't make sense yeah, it's so. shaded it's cool yeah. in there it's, it's got a great look with the cedar like you said um and it's ample yeah, since we open yeah you're right i can't imagine it without it <laughs> yeah it, it would be, have a whole different weird. vibe you know yeah weird, definitely yeah. and we've got the sound system in and everything now since the last time you're there so now it's even better <laughs> so there's some music playing out yeah there. yeah next yeah. yeah. is the tvs oh even better Good luck keeping those things on. Yeah. Huh? Well, we'll have we'll have doors. Lock them up. Yeah. So when you were doing the pop-ups and everything, were people reaching out to you, or were you actively trying, like, you know, kind of before the Blood Brothers name really had that solid following? Were y'all reaching out to different places, cold calling, or was uh, it? I mean, you know? most most of the bars we we knew the owners. Okay. You know, so lucky. it was like a mutual thing. They knew we had a following. Right. That all like to drink. But yeah, he's right. I mean, that's a big part of it. I mean, the the crowd that we that we have, uh, yeah, they're big drinkers. Yeah. So yeah. Well, I think I think up and coming people who want to do something need to understand that there's a big part of networking or utilizing oh, yeah. your network or yeah, yeah. you know getting in for into sure. those places for sure because that's that warm call. It's it's the same thing. Yeah. But I mean, I would just pick up any advice. Just pick up the phone and call. Breweries are always a good place to start i mean that's where we got our start yeah. we actually still do some stuff with buff brew like a lot of their just one-off events. events yeah, yeah they're bigger cool. events um you know but yeah just pick breweries to always no label stuff yeah. and once you once you crack that you know crack the ice with you know a name you yeah. know like buffalo bayou you know brewery you know it's it's like okay you know what 
they see you there and then it's like, okay, yeah, you've got some legitimacy, you know, so. Well, that and you do a good job and your food tastes Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah people, know, a lot of people don't awesome. understand it's, it's to, to have a successful company, it's more than just cooking good food. Right. You know, it's the marketing. It, sure. It's taking pictures. It, it's social media. It's all that. And, and so these people knew, they knew what they were getting. Yeah. yeah. They knew that they were going to get you know, they could just go to our Facebook page or our Instagram page and see, like, oh, these guys promote. They're taking pictures. You know, they're they're tagging people. They're going back. They're backtracking after the event and, and doing stuff. So you, so you guys have a little history of promotions too, right? Yes, yeah. sir. Yeah. <laughs> a little background of because y'all were doing what bar promotions, club promotions, things yeah. like that early on. I right. wasn't. Yeah, I was in the the promotion scene from '96 on doing. Parties and stuff. Well, you're still you're still in 2019. You're still right. promoting. Uh, yeah. no, you're just promoting you. <laughs> different kind of promotion. So I'm glad yeah. you brought up social media marketing and promotion for the for the listeners and for the the wannabe restaurateurs and for the old guys that are still in the restaurant. How big is social media to your business day in and day out? How big of a part does that play? Oh man, it's huge. I think it's huge. So fifty percent, sixty percent. I mean, it's what, what? at least. At least. I mean, but but that's and that's the thing with the industry nowadays. It's changed. Even like probably say five years. Yeah. Um, people expect the chef to come out of the kitchen and you know touch <laughs> tables, and, and that wasn't a thing before. And that's no. not a, it's not a natural thing for a lot of chefs. You know, right. you're in the kitchen, you're sweating. You know, something might have went down. You the last thing you want to do is go out and talk to a customer. Right. But the customers, they expect it now. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, that's what uh, I, I think you'll see some of these guys that they might be amazing chefs, but maybe their restaurant isn't doing as so well as some of these other ones because they're not as social. Well, and I was going to say, so in my background of sales, food sales, 25 years, I was always in the back of the house calling on the chef, calling on the sous chef, calling on whoever made these purchasing decisions. And you're absolutely right. They're in the back of the house for a reason. They're right. very talented, very creative. But they're not always very social. Right. And so to come out of the kitchen and touch tables and greet and meet and hang out, it's tough for some people. Yeah. Right. So I would totally agree with you. That, I've, that I've seen people like that. You know, they know they have to do it. They force themselves to do it. And, and, and you can tell they're uncomfortable. And it pay, but it pays dividends. You, yeah. I mean, it, it does. Absolutely. It does. Because people want to feel special. Right? right. And so they want to see the people making the food. And you guys do a great job. And that. that's part of the reason why, like on social media, if, if a customer posts a great picture, I'm going to repost that picture right. because that customer is going to be like, oh, man, I got on the Blood Brothers yeah. Instagram page. How cool is that? Yeah. You know? Yeah, yeah. No, you're it makes right. them feel good. You're totally right. Totally cool. Well, cool. We're going to take a quick break, hear a word from our sponsors, and we'll be right back. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. So welcome back to part two. Um, we had a great conversation. Check that out, part one. Uh, but we, we thank everybody for being here. So thank you. We know it's your day off. Uh, everybody, Monday's day off. And so it's your inventory day. It's your rest day. It's your getting ready for prep day. And so thank you so much for coming and hanging out with us to talk a little bit. 
hanging out here at Beavers. At Beavers, yeah. Shout out to Beavers. Shout out to Beavers. And A-Rash. <laughs> Hopefully he'll walk in here. We're hoping Chef Arash will join us soon, and I feel comfortable that he will. That he will. We talked about having soju. Uh, for those of you who don't know, it's a very delicious, uh, very delicious uh, liquor, and so it's good. So, so you know, jump right in. I mean, yeah, I think I think the last the last part of part one, what we were talking about, was the social media side of it. But I also think that there's a huge part, like you were talking about, like the tagging and the and the and the collabs, and I think that's apparent in what you did with the pop ups at Glitter Karaoke and what you're doing now. Go back to the pop ups at Car- Glitter Karaoke. I mean, you had some. <laughs> Very cool pop-ups. You've had some big names. You've got someone who's actually now a James Beard nominee, you know. So um, how, you know, well, one, I think that doing the collab shows the barbecue community and, and even in this podcast alone, look at the barbecue community that we have sitting here support, on, on right? Monday. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, how has that kind of affected how y'all operate as a restaurant? And then also, how has it affected the barbecue? Because I know you call yourselves... Texas barbecue because that's what you had originally, but you've asked or, or started to talk about, hey, we're more Houston barbecue, more so than anything. Um, we've seen it with the desserts, we've seen it with the the pop ups, we've seen it with you know the the gumbo, little things like that. How did how did that affect your style of cooking barbecue? You know, um, I mean we we honestly when we started we had a lot of chef friends that actually told us, hey, just do Asian barbecue. And we actually didn't really want to at first. We were like, man, we don't want to get pigeonholed into that, this and that. We we're like, we want to try to, you know, show people we can do the traditional stuff first. Right. Um, you know, work on that first, too. Because I really, I wanted to, me, myself, I was like, I don't want to start dabbling all, all this other stuff without being able to cook the stuff properly anyways. You got to do the trending yeah, right, the trend, you know. <laughs> and just cooking it properly, you know, the flavor is not going to matter if, you know, everything is not cooked right. Yeah, right. So, and you know, when you try to add too many flavors to start, you're not going to know, you know, what's right, what's wrong, you know. So we just started that. Um, and then I think once we felt like we nailed it, then we started experimenting a little bit. Um, it's just like small things first, you know, like we would come up with a special sauce or something. I'm like, oh, well. It, what are we going to do to pair with this sauce? Right. Okay, well, we'll change the rub up on, on the pork ribs or something. Or, or we'll, um, we'll do a pork belly with this, you know. But, but like I said, it was just small, small changes at first. Yeah, I noticed, I think, and I think everyone has experienced that holy trinity first, right? So you right. guys are doing that right. You're getting great feedback, lots of pictures going out. And then at some point, though, and it was a short look. It was a short learning curve in terms of having a brick and mortar, producing that amount of food, being sold out. But it's, it was a short time frame before you started doing other things that can well, show the influence of your culture too. Yeah, a lot of the stuff from the in the brick and mortar we've done at Papa's before. Um, so you know, it was, it was this timing thing. You know, we wanted to, you know, we didn't want to overwhelm ourselves. You like, know. Well, some of the items. What, what, what are the items? Uh, I mean, the Thai green curry boudin. Yeah. Um, one of the probably very first dishes that we did that was just outside the box was the gojujang beef belly burn-ins. Uh, we did that at a pop-up, and actually, Jace, uh, no, Fulmer came out, and he actually told us back then that that dish kind of propelled him to do the throwdown. Gotcha. Um, you know, they had been talking about <coughs> doing a throwdown for a while, but he said, you know, after he had that, that kind of like, <laughs> 
move things, you know, up a little bit. So that was probably our very first, you know, like fusion type. So you if know, you had words of advice for anybody jumping into, but not the word you're getting there, but you would say perfect what you know first, right? What, what's going to feed the masses? Perfect. Yeah, that, that, that's, the, start that's the other thing too. Yeah, on. because I think like if we would have opened in Bel Air with just, you know, bunnies and all this weird stuff, like people walking in from that neighborhood yeah. too, they're going to walk in and we're like, uh, I don't know about this. And they'll probably you gotta, walk You got to have the up. basics down. Yeah, right. It's like, like, you know, you're a basketball player. Like, you know, you got you to gotta learn the bounce pass before you can do a behind-the-back pass. Right. Yeah. You know? But you also didn't take what, and, and this isn't a knock at all whatsoever, but you didn't take a traditional culinary path, you know, where you work in oh, restaurants no, I, or yeah, anything like I have that. no so, culinary. Dude, nobody here knows yeah. anything about it. Yeah. Professional kitchen. <laughs> well, see, that, but, but, we but don't know nothing about the bar business. <laughs> <laughs> We're just winging it. So, you know, traditionally what you would see is you'd see someone start as prep cook work their way mm-hmm. to an exec chef, you know. But we have actually Jim kind of as an example as well. And then on the opposite spectrum, we have Ara here. Who's right. you know, chef. Who's yeah. an exec, trained, you know, classically, I mean, trained, classically yeah. trained, work, work your way up through the ranks. Holy field. So mm-hmm. when, you're, when you're crafting, and, and I know we talked about it on our, on our podcast a little bit, but when you're crafting and you're, and you're working, you're tweaking it or whatnot, yeah, you've got the pop-ups to kind of test that, but... You still got to put in that ten thousand hours somewhere oh, yeah. to, to to get it down packed, you know. And whether that's constant repetition in the back of someone's kitchen or it's constant repetition at home, or how did you kind of get that under your belt to get you to be the pit master that you are? Because like burn you were talking a lot about of meat, burn, 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 burn a lot of meat, meat you know. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it just I don't know. I don't really know the program. I mean, like I, like Robbie said, a lot of it was just backyard. I mean, I didn't when I first learned. I mean, I learned on a Weber kettle. Not right. even a smoker. You just needed to eat. Yeah, bank them coals and you know go. Well, even um, now, even now, three months into the restaurant, he's he'll still pull me to the side and be like, "I just I changed it. I'm gonna do it this way from now on. It's better this way." And he he's been doing that from day one. Right. Our briskets when we first started, I mean, they were good. They're nowhere close to where what we're putting out now. They're and that's because he's been he's always tweaking, tweaking it. Yeah. yeah. And then this new smoke, the the sniper. I mean, really, I'm. Two and a half months, three months cooking on it. Yeah, you know the brand new. I've never, you know, that first offset we and bought. Also I hated using that different, different briskets now too. We're, sure. we're yeah. sourcing different briskets and having to learn how those cook and how to trim them. Prop, you know, doing some different types of trimming that not that we're not we never did before. So sure. it's everything's everything you can. You know, you're always learning. Well, you're always going to have to adjust. I mean, your yeah, smoker's going to change on you day to day, mm-hmm. you know, season, especially the more, more seasoned season it gets. Yeah, yeah, more season, absolutely. different batches of wood. Just, <laughs> I mean, there's a little bit of everything. Every, every cook is different. And I think Jim, Jim and R, you can both probably attest to that even as a, an industry-long veteran, right, you're constantly tweaking, you're constantly oh, evolving. Yeah. I mean, the food industry is always changing. Better meats, better quality meats, better cooking techniques, things mm-hmm. of that nature. Is that, is no that right? No two briskets are the same. Yep, when you're trying to get, it so. comes from an animal. No yeah, two animals so, are the same. Um, you, it's all feel and touch. Uh, that's why it's a, actually a very difficult position to teach somebody. Yeah. yeah. On how to either trim meats or how to cook a brisket or a beef rib or all the meats that we Keep smoke. the fire going even. Yeah, or, mm-hmm. or managing the fire yeah. based on the type of smoker it is, which way the wind is going. Right. All that, even in a controlled environment like a pit room, that is controlled. It's not yeah. outside. You don't have that much outside wind. It still makes a difference. And we've talked about this on other podcasts too. 
barbecue is a science. Would you agree with that? Yeah. Just like baking is a science, right? Oh, yeah. If you have a one-pot meal, you can get away with some stuff. There's a lot of forgiveness because there's 10 things going on at once. It simmers for a long time, right? Barbecue has exterior elements, humidity, interior pit, smoke, wood, all those things. Yeah. Would you agree, Jim? Absolutely. Yeah, and, and a lot of it is also touch and feel, yeah. Yeah. which you can't put in terms of a recipe. Like coming from a classical background, you know, I can give you the recipe for any dish or any dessert or baked item. I can give you a recipe with directions. You can follow it. You're going to get pretty close to it. You can't do that with barbecue. Yeah. It's so much of this touch and feel and experience yep. that yeah, touch your meat. Yeah. <laughs> Constantly. As you should. As you should. Later, later, but, <laughs> but then there's that elevation from, okay, we did a pop-up once a month. Okay, so I got to execute, let's say, 10 briskets. Daily. Easily. You know, yeah. like, to, to match. Now, day in, day out, oh, yeah. those briskets have to be freaking consistent. Yeah, you're going to make tweaks yeah. along the way, but you're going to make tweaks, and then they all have to match that tweak, you know? How's that been as a learning curve for it's, you? It hasn't been too bad. Um, yeah, you know, some days, you know, for the most part, we've, we've been pretty consistent. Some I think days. we lucked out, too, because for the first couple months, we were getting we were getting all the same product. Um, I mean, we were getting all 44. Yeah. Uh-huh. We'll just put them out there. Shout out they, 44. They, yeah, I mean, yeah, they, they've been our partner out. since day one for yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, we love those guys. We were getting enough. Um, so, we're, so, you know, we were getting a consistent product. So, I, I think that allowed us... To learn the new pit, yeah, with, with without having too many um, variables, yeah, yeah. So you gotta have one consistent piece, right? Right. That's the equipment. So you you have a pit maker, is yeah, that right? Yes, sir. And you have another pit as well. Well, yeah, we have two pit, pit makers. Yeah, well, one, two pit makers. Yeah, okay. one's a vault, which is like cabinet style, and the other's one's a sniper, which is the. Offset. So shout out the pit maker too. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Very strong in the all, all, four, all, all of us use pit. All the guests yeah, on the show are using pit maker, right? Yeah. Well, uh, not anymore. Oh, oh no! Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> sorry guys. Still love you. <laughs> or maybe there's an opportunity to get back in. You never know. No, I, 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 you know, for for for, for what I was doing, I needed uh, I needed more capacity that I was able to get out of the pit maker uh, pits without having to buy multiple pits. I got you. Uh, and you know, I wanted to go back to a more traditional, uh, you know, pipe style offset smoker, and, and they just they they don't really make. That's not really their yeah. their. Yeah, their market. You know? Yeah, I mean they can make it for you, but sure. it's not not stuff their specialty. Their specialty is you know fully insulated cookers uh, that are really geared towards competition cookers. Yeah. not so much a commercial side, although they're really starting to become kind of prevalent on the commercial side. Yeah. Um, but you know, for me, I, I needed a, I needed more volume. I needed a bigger pit. Well, I think you can tell me if I'm wrong, but a pit is very personal. Yeah. you pick yeah. the yeah. kind of pit you want, yeah. whether it be a vertical or an offset or whatever. I mean, I, I would see that as something you would choose. You go pick it out, and you want to yeah, test right. drive it, and you talk to your buddies and what you like. And so, I mean, it's you know the fact that you like something different is cool too. You put, oh, out, no, you still, put out a great product. Oh, I mean, I'll probably go. I'll probably pick up a vault at some point uh, just because I love the way that they cook. I mean, they're fantastic on poultry and ribs. Um, you know, you can only get so many briskets in a vault. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right. No, but it's it's feel, you know. Yeah. It's it's very personal, like you yeah. said. It's almost like you know basketball shoes, you know. Like I preferred Adidas at one point, and then my feet swelled up, and it was like, okay, now underarm, you sure. know, reaches elderly yeah. age. It helps me with the new balance now, you know. So I mean, you can choose, yeah, choose yeah. or women, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, whatever very personal too. I mean, whatever you like. Uh, but it's also kind of the same thing for the the kitchen stuff that I'm putting out. Is that we've never batched them 
in yeah. those quantities and yeah. we had to learn how to adjust oh, yeah. the rep recipes and cook times and everything to do to do quantities like that and that took about a month yeah. Yeah. after opening or before opening after opening wow see that's a big gamble yeah right that's i mean i would I mean, think that that would be one of those huge learning curves like you're running up yeah. Run up a hill of roller skates on, hoping like hell you get to the top of yeah, it. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, thank God none of the critics really came that first. <laughs> I, I wasn't super happy with what we were putting out, you but, know. But, but it was I, solid. I mean, it started off pretty good. Yeah. But I, but I, I'm, I'm real picky. I'm like, that could be better. That could be better. You but know? to your point, the, some very important critics did come out. Yeah. Your everyday consumer yeah. who oh, comes sure. to eat, right? So, sure, no, sure, I sure. know what you mean. I mean, you're talking about the, the food writers the food and the critics and the, the foodie people. The white beards. The, <laughs> I, mean, you know, I always wait 60 days. I mean, let the kids get worked out. But, but more importantly so, those people are going to show up every day, right? Day in yeah. and day out. Come see you two times a week, not just the Oh, the neighborhood's been amazing. We, yeah. we, have, we have several of those. Yeah, we've got to give shout-outs to Bel Air. Bel Air has been amazing. But you can you can see that they've embraced y'all too. You didn't yeah, come in yeah. there arrogant. You didn't come in there cocky. Yeah, you know, and so even I, I think it's it's like you were saying. You know, like hey, we're gonna make we're gonna stumble along the way. While let's say a, a five star restaurant stumbles in those first two things, they're dead in the water. While a group of guys who come in, they're like, hey, look, we're here to represent. We're here to do as good work as possible. You've seen us from when we were doing it out of a Weber. You know, <laughs> it's like a little Weber. You know, um, I and think that that comes with a different a but, different feel. And also the fact that you guys are very gracious, right? On social media, it's going to be a great platform to not only say, hey, we sold out, but you guys crushed us. Thanks for the love. Thanks for coming out. Join us again on Wednesday. We're going to start all over again. Oh, yeah. And so that's yeah. really refreshing, right? Can't do it without the people coming into yeah. the door. Yeah. Of yeah. course, yeah. Of course. Yeah. But not a lot of restaurants give back to those yeah. customers on a regular basis like you guys do. Lots of them do. But the ones that don't, I think I think they probably suffer a little bit. You guys are very gracious, and that's, it shows a lot for where you come from. So, yeah. Um, speaking on that too, I don't want to necessarily call it networking, but I mean, like, there is a network that you need to maintain and develop as you're starting to move towards the brick and mortar. Now, you guys are still working full time. You guys are now trying to open up a brick and mortar, so now you've doubled that load. But then you're also still pretty involved, not just online not just like on instagram and twitter and things like that but with different podcasts with different media events with different bloggers and so forth how do, how do you balance all of that and not just go dude no you know <laughs> like i was i was super fortunate that you guys said yes and then also that the houston chronicle was was shooting at the same time you know and that yeah. was like hey look we've already got the food just take pictures and things like that and then it, and it kind of just blended well and you guys were super warm and welcoming to, to let me come in but I can't be the first one I can't I'm not going to be the last and there's going to be other people just constantly barraging y'all how do you balance it you know oh we just kind of wing it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we win and, and honestly I think we've just gotten pretty lucky I mean yeah. uh, none of them have really um, asked a lot yeah, uh, yeah. Nothing, nothing's been um, yeah, it's you know, been, put us in a bad spot I yeah, mean it's all been like that. Um, pretty smooth that's good yeah, because yeah. I mean, some of them come in and they're like, "Hey, make it look like this because yeah. I want to get you know the Instagram yeah. shot and things like that." Or, you <laughs> well, know? I did have one but photographer that was like that. Too. You're oh, kind yeah, of on yeah, the fly yeah, yeah. all the time. Huh? You're kind of on the fly all the yeah, time. You're yeah, like, yeah. whatever you want, let's make it happen. We, yeah, we did have happen. one photographer that came in and, and and it took a good hour of our time. 
oh, <laughs> and we were man. like, oh man, if this guy only uses I, I two joked, pictures, and he I really around, I said, took about a hundred pictures. A hundred pictures, he's gonna use one, one, <laughs> and they literally used one, one picture. picture. We don't want to say who, but it was, it was uh, in their defense, it was, it was, a, it was a really good picture. Though. Okay, yeah. it, it was an awesome picture. Good. Well, you guys, yeah, he took that a ton. Yeah. <laughs> and that's the other thing. We're appreciative of all this, yeah. so like it'd be hard for us to be like oh, we don't have time for you. I yeah. mean, like things like this. Uh, you know, the, the other guys in the community. You know, Jim, Ara, like they're the reason why we're here. I mean, exactly. a lot. Of, I mean, they're a big exactly. part of that. You know, yeah. uh, Chris and, and, and Jr. And, and Michael. They're a big reason why we're where we are. And that's we'll, why we'll, also you know. the reason why we all support each other. Exactly. Yeah, 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 you know this camaraderie, and we we're all we all started somewhere, right? Yeah. And none of us are. I think the reason why we are such good friends, and we all hang out, and we do the the barbecue festivals, the late nights, and we give each other a hard time. These guys always give me a hard time to be just <laughs> what you promised to give him a hard time, and you're so yeah. tame tonight. I know. I know. It's coming in part three. We're yeah, going to do some shots between part two and three. I have a hard time giving these guys a hard time because I love them so much. They're, He's saving it for a yeah. bit. Well, I mean, to, to Robin, to your point, I mean, you know, JR and, and, and those guys have welcomed us as well as, as enthusiasts, right? And so they have given us the platform to sit with you all. And so my point in bringing that up is, the community is phenomenal, right? Oh, the yeah. barbecue. Yeah. We, I wasn't exposed to that. I come from a restaurant background on the sales side, and everyone would stab each other in the back yeah. to save a nickel or to get a leg up. And and I don't want to say that that doesn't happen from time to time in any industry, but the barbecue industry, everyone goes back to the same mentality of, look, yes, we're ultimately in competition with each other, but we're all brothers yeah. uh, around a food that's centered around community yeah. and food. And, and, Outside and, and of Aura, family. we're guys that started off in our backyard. I mean, it really is an interesting phenomenon because, you know, chefs are notoriously secretive. You know, they're, they're like really closed in. I mean, yeah, they got yep. special clicky friend groups and whatnot. But they don't really share a whole lot with each other. Yeah, right. On the barbecue side, I mean, we're we're like super close. I mean, yeah. we talk to each other about, hey, how do you do this? How do you do that? And, I mean, we actually tell each other yeah. what we're doing, you know, yeah. and how, how we do this and how we do that. Yeah. And that's just, I mean, it's, it's really, like, the chefs that are in the barbecue industry now, I mean, they, they, they'll tell you, hey, man, this is really different than what we did when I was on the fine dining side. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. I mean, there's yeah things, it's definitely different. There's things that I've seen, even on social media, and I'll throw out, you know, Fiji's had a broken down rotisserie oven, yeah. right, or smoker, right? And within minutes, people are volunteering. To, to go over and help them smoke or take product to their restaurant and smoke. I mean, that's the kind of lending hand that you don't see all the time. We talk about it almost to yeah. ad nauseum, but this is a different podcast where you guys experience it, you agree with it, and you would do the same thing. For sure. For, well, for somebody it, else. I mean, people help out Fiji just because they're afraid of Aaron, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> but you can't walk into a barbecue joint she or so you can't sweet. look at a, uh, at a smoker without somebody else's stickers on there. You know, oh, it's yeah. every door and everybody's just, hey, look. Yeah, I mean, it, it's crazy. We have a lot of customers that walk in and like, oh, we've been to Rago's. Why do you have your competitors? Stay? I'm like, we're a, bar- a Houston barbecue family. You know, yeah, technically, yeah, they're our competitor, but I've always said this city's big enough for yeah. oh, yeah. a ton of restaurants, ton of barbecue yeah, restaurants. I mean, if you got... A barbecue restaurant on every corner in Lockhart, you know, they're all been yeah. there for 
30, 40, 50 years, like, right, right. same thing could happen here, you know? And we'll have customers that, oh, are you going to do a non-spicy version of this? Are you going to do something? I was like, Man, no. This is, this is our like style. Yeah. Yeah. There's the plenty version? of others. <laughs> right. you know, there's great barbecue. Like, you can go, you know, you can go to Bucks. You can go yeah. to Harlem Road. You can go to Regals. You can go to, you know, every single one of those places have their own, you know, flavor profiles and their own unique maybe way of, unique, yeah. Yeah, exactly. unique way of and doing that's, things. That's what I think. Yeah, the it may not now. be, you know, if you don't like spicy, spicy, anything spicy, or you have a right. low tolerance for spice, then I'm sorry, Blood Brothers might not be your place. But if if you do enjoy those things, <laughs> we got you. Yeah. Come on down. What, what do you guys consider to be what? So every every cuisine has its spot, right? And there's a huge craft barbecue movement going on right now. When I grew up, there was no craft barbecue. It was barbecue, and that's what you got. Oh, What's yeah. the difference between Barbecue and craft barbecue. I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm I say just the with the guys that are doing it. I don't want to say doing it right, but the, well, there's the, chain, the, there's chain barbecue. Well, I think they're not using, using, they're not they're using, using the products. Yeah, we, I uh, think yeah. craft barbecue. A lot of people equate it with more, you know, better quality meats. What quality you know, meats. Okay, a lot so of quality these, meats. Well, yeah, yeah, a lot of these places are still, you know. Nothing wrong with cooking select, right? But you know, a lot of places are just still doing the bottom, you know, not the cheapest brisket, yeah, you can cheap get, brisket, cheapest ribs, yeah. getting you tender know. and being able to cut. And there's nothing wrong with that. You can actually turn some pretty phenomenal products oh, with yeah. those. Sure, sure. It's just you can't do it consistently and every brisket to come out the same or right. every pork rib to come out the same. Uh, and I think part of the craft scene is. We pay a lot of attention to the details of how we produce that food. Yeah. So I know these guys do. I know he does. I know I do. So we, we all pay such detailed attention to every little aspect of the smoking process, selecting the meat, the spices, to perfecting that every single piece tastes the same. I think that's where the whole craft part of it yeah. comes in play. And because we're all friends and we all talk about how we each do things, believe it or not, we we all do things differently. Even though some of the techniques may be the same, some of the equipment be the same. Right. I mean, yeah. I love their barbecue because I can't have it anywhere else. Right. You know, their barbecue is phenomenal. It's unique. Yeah, yeah. it's really unique to them. I do want to expand on that. We're going to take a quick break. We're going to pay some bills real fast. Hmm. Um, but we will be right back. Uh, with more. Duke's Premium Meats Home Delivery is your one-stop shop for premium quality meats delivered right to your doorstep. Delivering all over the United States, Duke's Premium Meats offers you the best in quality by personally working closely with local ranchers and butchers. Duke's Premium Meats offers everything from fillets and lobster tails to heart-shaped ribeyes to Texas-raised Wagyu brisket. Get amazing meat delivered right to your door by using Duke's Premium Meats. Visit their site at www.dukespremiummeats.com. And I had to stop myself from saying, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> but just tell me what's good about it. Have you ever had trap? Have you ever tried craft barbecue before? Where do you normally eat barbecue? That, and I tried to explain to them the difference. They don't get it, right? They so, but there is a perception that barbecue is barbecue, and it's not. Yeah. It's not, right? I mean, we, we get that now, like, especially people like with meat plates. Yeah. Oh, you don't have meat plates? Well, I can make you a meat plate. <laughs> yeah. It's all the yeah. See, there's the excitement right there. I'm on a 
weigh it out. It's we have beef. Trust me. <laughs> I have a plate and I have beef. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so we're back with part three. I'm going to actually cut in some of the conversation that we had before this because I was <laughs> recording. So no, 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 because it was good. Um, this is no good. This but I'm gonna, good. I'm gonna kind of piggyback off of what we we ended with on last section. I think that this will will bring us to where the conversation we were having before. In in my journey of this barbecue leading up to the Houston Barbecue Festival. I have been trying to find different ways of describing everybody's barbecue in the craft world. And when I was thinking about everybody who was going to be here today, I was thinking, okay, what, what is the distinguishing factor? And maybe it wasn't necessarily a profile. To me, it was like when I got home and we finally, you know, after I had had the barbecue and everything, Blood Brothers Barbecue to me was almost like going to... A friend of yours who just does phenomenal backyard barbecue. That's not to put you down or so, anything so like that. That's where we came from. Yeah, so. yeah, no, <laughs> it, it came across has to start somewhere, right? You gotta it, start somewhere. It came across. Even the the fried rice was like, dude, this is like somebody who was like, dude, I had fried rice, and then I was just gonna throw this in there. That's how you know, Mama was making this, and and so I put that yeah. together. When I thought of Buck's barbecue, I thought, man, this is like, I want to sit there and eat that barbecue and watch a basketball game or watch watch sports like it fit in the bar like i know it's kind of cliche to say like oh from the bar from the backyard you know in the bar or whatnot but even here at beavers arash's food actually lends me to want to eat something other than barbecue it's like i'll get a little bit of barbecue but i also want to get yeah. something else on the menu Chicharons, pork tacos, yeah it's yeah. just it, all it's, the good you know all that extra restaurant stuff and then yeah, it was like aras <laughs> Ours was like, okay, this is this is elevated barbecue. Not not again, not to put it on yeah. a different level or put anybody else down, but it was so unique, so different, so like, hey, this guy is putting. So, it was like eating at a five star restaurant mm-hmm. barbecue style. You got to get that octopus. Yeah, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. That's oh, that's nice. Nice. I haven't had it yet, so, but no, I ain't yeah. missing it a second I think time. Like, Harlem, Harlem Road, Texas. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. You got it. I think one of the things with. I know with us is like we always tell people we want to cook the food we would want to eat. Exactly. You know, that's why, you know, my flavor, pro, you know, after we sat down the other day, I'm like, you know what? Every one of our sausages has cheese or is spicy. <laughs> like, and there's people that ask, or you don't have another. I'm like, no, we actually don't. And we think about it and it's like, but we don't want to make a plain Jane, like yeah, but but that's right. the beauty of being the yeah, owner no. of the restaurant. Right? Yeah, it's your power, yeah. right? So yeah. yes, yes, you want to feed people, but you want to feed people the food that you're proud of. Yes, exactly. but knowing so it makes sense. But knowing your niche as well, where it's like, okay, let's we'll use, um, we'll use like uh, Spring Creek as an example, or something like that, or any chain chain restaurant. They have to appeal to every demographic's yeah. Yeah. most bottom common yeah. denominator while well, you guys let's just say okay hey we're looking at number two there's only a few spaces you can go into where there's enough of that demographic that wants that style of barbecue not to say anything but, about different things so when we know? started though it, uh, we've toned it down yeah well, we, well, we well, the first brisket yeah, well, the no, first brisket that he my did my rubs at home backyard spicy <laughs> really i spicy. didn't give a damn <laughs> we, did a, we did a pop-up uh, i told que we were like okay i can eat this uh, but about forty percent of the people can't eat so, this. So you know, over and then you know, he would be like, you know, I, I, I did it the same way. I, 
I, I, I weighed it out, and, and it, it's one of those things. Like sometimes with 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 chilies and stuff, sometimes they're hotter than yeah, others. So yeah, it's yeah. like that's right. Um, so no two chilies. We've had to tone it. We we did. We toned but it down. In, in general, though, we toned it down, but. Hence, that's why when but we're we not our losing mom, our identity. Yeah, yeah. but right. so of when we toned it down to to sell to the masses, I was like, you know what? I'm gonna make a spicy barbecue sauce. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. Like you're not good if you're gonna put sauce on our food, it's gonna be spicy. Well, that's the SWAT barbecue yeah. sauce, right? It's yeah. good. Yeah. So it's we're good. Like, got a good balance of tang <laughs> and heat. And yeah, we didn't want to. I was like, and you know, we actually ended up doing like uh, another like non spicy. Um, a sissy sauce, yeah, you know? <laughs> but it's totally different. It's a, it's a, it's okay, it's okay. It's a mustard base, right? Um, you know, so we wanted to give, you know, because in there, you know, we have a lot of families, kids, stuff like right. that. Yeah, right. But it's totally different, you know. So, but I love that everybody's kind of got their identity and they've kind of fit into the mold, and 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 that doesn't that, that comes organically. You can't yeah. force that, you know. Um, yeah, I mean, I've we've always said like. You know, you could go anywhere and get brisket, ribs, and sausage. Right. Yeah. Whether it's good or not, eh, you know. <laughs> right. But, you know, I think everyone, you know, Jim does, like, his meatloaf. He does the peanut butter brisket, like, crazy, crazy <laughs> stuff. You you know? We do crazy do. stuff. Aura does crazy, you know, so, and it works. Yeah. And uh, that's one thing we, when we started branching out, it was kind of like, let's do some different stuff to bring the people. Like, you can only get that at Blood Brothers. Yeah, yeah. You know, um. I so was, you know, I wasn't surprised when I saw the Bon Me come out, but I was surprised it didn't happen sooner, because it, it lends to the strength, right, of your culture. It yeah. lends to the strength of what you guys are comfortable with. I look, I, I talked to Terry Terry early on. I'm like, dude, three Asian dudes open up a barbecue spot. Tell, help me understand that. Oh, right? yeah. That's like the beginning of a joke. Three Asian guys <laughs> walk into a barbecue. Yeah, yeah, it is totally. But it's yeah. phenomenal. I mean, what, yeah. what you've done is focused on the Trinity, which we talked about. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to overstate it, but it's so important. That you understood what Texas barbecue central styles was, and then boom, you're like, "Hey, we're going to do this now." But I think you got to give a lot of uh, credit to to, to Chris, um, JC, and, and and Michael Definitely. for doing Definitely. things like number one, the the barbecue fest for bringing all this together. Yep. Yep. But then doing the throwdown and saying, "Okay, don't do what you did at barbecue fest. This one's about having fun and being creative." Yeah. Yep. And then and then, and then you know, Teos is doing the chili relleno sausages. Yep. The, it blows everybody Phenomenal, away, right? yeah. and you know, God, and then everybody God. now, now everybody's like, you know, we don't have to stick to the Trinity. Let's yeah, have yeah, some fun. Yeah, yeah. You know, you got a Rosh. A Rosh's mind is insane. Yeah, he does yeah, yeah. crazy think, stuff. You know, I think that everyone, you know, it helps push everyone. Yeah, it pushes yeah. all you of know, us. Like, especially with like the, so, the sausage different. stuff, the meatloaf. You I mean, know. you know, people are having. I think the the pitmasters are really having a lot of fun now. It's a it's a good time to be I, in I barbecue. The first time I saw you guys was at the Throwdown last year, right? And first of all, I was intimidated because you had a gang of people come in. Oh, yeah. Well, they always do. They all like Asians. They're always like, like, I'm like, always really like, I'm a whole bunch of Asians right now. But then when I stepped up and tried your food, man, this is phenomenal. And I think you had done something with a Thai chili. It was a Thai, uh, thai chili. The boudin, I think, with yeah, the papaya the salad. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, just that kind of spin, right, yeah. says, hey, we're here. We actually had we're a customer come in are. yesterday and asked for a papaya, papaya salad. salad, and I was like, what? <laughs> oh, yeah. I've never even served this here. <laughs> Holy yeah. cow. But, yeah. but y'all's evolution, right? Get in where you fit in, make a little noise, now be yourselves, has really come full circle into a brick and mortar, which is really refreshing for the industry. Because who would have thought that you'd be in Bel Air, right? Open up a barbecue yeah, spot. And successfully so, 
that you're getting written up and all kinds of well, so you know the accolades are just stacking up. Top speaking about coming full circle when uh, my family first moved to Houston, my parents actually opened their jewelry store literally a block from where our brick and mortar sits <laughs> now. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. Oh, like right funny. across the street pretty much. So you're pretty, familiar with the area? A little bit. I, I was a wee child, so I don't remember a whole lot. I remember the Kipps Big Boy. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. I mean, it's a very successful shopping center. You got um, uh, Bernie's Burning yeah. Bus on one end. You got yeah. you guys kind of the Yeah, the, the Any Pastas just moved in there. Who and did? Any Pastas? Pastas? Okay. They've been yeah. in Bel Air for what, yeah. 25, 30 years. These guys are rocking the yeah. boat all over the place. Oh, yeah. People are loving it. I mean, they're coming from all over. Yeah. So. Now, I... I know you referenced the Bunmi, but the Bunmi doesn't necessarily. The Bunmi can also be a reflection of Houston as well. Oh, you know, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I know. I know. Robin, you and I talked at length about you know our favorite Bunmis and and where oh, you right, can get right. a good Bunmi and, and everything. And I was like, man, I gotta give a shout out to Don's Cafe. You know? <laughs> but you, you've you've taken all of those influences and still molded it into a Houston style. Not yeah. like you said, yeah, you didn't yeah. want to get pigeonholed into just the Asian you know style yeah, of barbecue exactly. or asian cuisine you know you've, you've molded it to reflect that part of the community in houston which i think is just a phenomenal blend of everything um i think everybody's kind of done that with their different backgrounds um and you were talking about you know like the the, the surgeons of this craft movement or somebody broke the mold and now it's become almost like hey you know let's top each other Let's do something different. I know you had the, you both were there at the at the wine and and um, and barbecue pairing, you know, uh, with Italian wines of all things, you know. Yeah, and so yeah. it's like that was cool. Everybody's trying we to break that mold and say, yeah. look, there is some play into here. Hey, these guys aren't just pit masters who just do brisket after brisket after brisket. They well, want to create. Yeah. So Queen hit the nail on the head. You know, you can go anywhere and get barbecue. I mean. There's bar- there's probably a hundred barbecue places in the Houston area that yeah. do brisket, ribs, yep. and sausage, and turkey. Um, so I mean, you have to be able to execute that with your own little flair on it, but you also have to have something that really sets you apart. You're kind of like your identifier. Right. You know, these guys have nailed it with you know I'm just going to pick one: the brisket fried rice. Um, that's not the only thing that they do that's fantastic. Um, but you know everybody has their thing. You know R is cooking over. Uh, cooking over oak that comes out of wine barrels and he does duck and octopus and all this really really elevated like fine dining barbecue um so you know you have to you have to find some way to identify to to differentiate yourself from the other guys in the marketplace sure it's craft barbecue what's craft barbecue craft barbecue is just something that somebody's really putting a lot of love and attention into and they're doing it on a smaller scale than the you know the chain type barbecue places um you know like yeah i was i was doing for me personally, when I do something that's from a different cultural background or has a cultural influence, I try to stay true to that influence. Like you know, I used yeah. to have a pork belly bun me on my menu, and it was a straight up traditional pork belly bun me. As best as a white boy can execute. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to the white boy. Yeah, you know, I'm, with the guy, I'm neighbors with the guys that win, right? Yeah, you know, win they do a pretty good oh, bun yeah. me. Yeah. You know, they, they, I mean, a couple of the owners are coming out. They're like, "Hey, that's a pretty damn good bun me." You know, it, but I like to rotate stuff in and out. You know, I've got a now I've got a, a, something on the menu. It's got a Greek influence, yeah. you know, and I've got something on the menu. It's got a New Orleans influence. Yeah. Um, you know, and I try to stay true to those roots. You know, but it's still fun to be able to bring in something that really shows your personality, and uh, you know, you, you get to play with it. Of course, and, you know, and, and they're right. You know, uh, Fulmer and Reed and Jr. Cohen. Uh, I mean, they really, you know, when they when they put the throwdown together, it really gave us all a platform to kind of 
show off how creative or yeah. crazy. Not only, not only the throwdown, but now I see, you know, even the Houston Barbecue Fest. You'll see people now. Houston Barbecue, even though it's not competition, I look at it now, it's almost like a big throwdown. Because <laughs> it's not just brisket and ribs and sausage there anymore. Everyone's doing yeah. crazy stuff. Yeah. It's the not first, a competition, but yeah, it is. Yeah. But the, first, <laughs> the, 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 Indirectly. the first couple years we did it, I mean, you, you saw a lot of just, oh, okay, you got brisket here. You got, you know, prime rib. You have lamb chop. Like, just your a lot of your traditional stuff. Right. And then I think after a couple years of the throwdown, now, like, every barbecue you festival. Started like, seeing the pastrami. Yeah, yeah the you see a lot of smoking alligators out of Houston. Yeah, right. Festival, yeah. Four, years, four years ago. Yeah. You know what's interesting about that is that I know one of the previous owners, right, of the throwdown. And he did pretty well on traditional barbecue, right? And then the second year he lost to something that was outside the box. And so you lose some of that traditional barbecue, right? But then you also open up a world of creativity and a world of opportunities to things that evolve normally. So the guys that are sensitive about yeah. this is barbecue, right? I have fun with the, even the traditional stuff. I mean, yeah. was it last year at the Throwdown or yeah. the year before I did Trinity? I did brisket, oh, yeah, yeah. I did sausage, and I did pork ribs. Mm-hmm. I presented it differently. It was just not your traditional I mean, I had it on a wine stave. It looked pretty. Yeah, cool. yeah it was beautiful. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but it wasn't your typical Holy Trinity that I right. did on that. But I mean, speaking back, I remember the first barbecue festival. Actually, first time I came to one of the pop ups, these guys did. Okay, at Brothers, I tasted their barbecue. Oh my God, these guys are phenomenal. You know, and they don't they don't have a brick and mortar. Yeah. Uh, and we became friends, and ever since we've been hanging out and. <laughs> Uh, we, we all have this, a lot of friends in common before we became actually friends. Uh, guys from Pitmaker, you yeah. know, hanging out mm-hmm. with them and doing things with them. Uh, it, that's what I think where my respect of coming from fine dining and operation side of the restaurant, seeing this family of barbecue guys and how amazing they are and supportive they've been of me coming into it and also with the friendships that we develop over sure. time. And these guys have been kicking butt. <laughs> I think I, I think at my very first, well, one maybe second or third, it was probably the Woodlands Barbecue Festival, and I saw Brotherton out there, and I got yeah. a chance to meet him for the first time, mm-hmm. and we you know, we had some dialogue. And I, said, you know, before I left, I just had to go say, hey, look, you know, right next to you is Daddy Duncan, a guy who's fresh, right? He's he's just getting into the scene. He's trying to get his feet wet. So congratulations for coaching him, mentoring him, lending a hand to help, whatever it is, because that's the kind of community it was. I had never seen that before. Yeah. But to your point, Ara, it's, it is a family that's in competition with each other, but has each other's backs, right? And when I saw that in multiple, multiple examples, today is one of those where you show up because you wanna, you wanna be a part of that process of, of harassing them or <laughs> giving them a good time, you know? It's really refreshing, and, and so this is, uh, I think this will continue to grow. That's my opinion from the outside looking in. Is that it'll continue to grow and, and barbecue is going to get better and better okay. and better. And to your point, an international barbecue, right? So yeah. we're seeing all this influence of of uh, um, the Mexican culture in barbecue mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. So where white bread used to be, we now have tortillas. Mm-hmm. And then they're putting some sort of crema and they're putting pickled onions. And man, it's phenomenal. Yeah. yeah so thanks, room. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So that I mean that's so refreshing that, that the food evolves with the people, 
right? And so I think it's super cool. Well, that's the other thing, though, too, is that we could sit here and try to create all these creative dishes, but if no one's buying them, yeah. then yeah. we're going to stop. Yeah. Right. Obviously, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. But, but the public's been extremely receptive. And in fact, when we, when customers come to the door, sometimes they look at the menu and they'll say, what's special? What do y'all got on special? They don't, they don't want that. <laughs> they want, they want to know what we got that's yeah. special. Yeah, it's, it's, yeah. That's kind of nuts. Well, that's like walking into a restaurant and telling the chef, look, just make me whatever. Right. Just make yeah. your yeah. and, and not only is, is the craft barbecue becoming like what you talked about, but I think it's also starting to influence other establishments as well. Your pop-up at Fluff Bake Bar is, is, a, is a good example of where it's starting to influence how other businesses can do things. Because yeah. it'd be hard for yeah. Blood Brothers to have the pop-up of you know Jim Buchanan in there or Aura in there or something like that. Well, we also talked about like it's, it's getting recognized nationally, too, with James Beard recognizing yeah. Yeah. Franklin, um, Tootsie, um, Billy Durney this year, yeah. um, and several other yeah. ones, Rodney Scott, you right. know. Yeah. It's I not... I think they said there was like eight... Wow. Like or something yeah. this year. Miss Tootsie all the way, man. Miss Tootsie all the way. That's all I gotta say. I mean, We're gonna have to put a pit outside because they're they're coming here to Houston, I think, to really? to have their yeah. conference. So, oh right, right, right. They are. Yeah, yeah. The James Beard. Yes. Yeah, so. Are they really? Wow. Yeah. Oh, wow. So I mean, to that point, you know, I, you know, the evolution of barbecue, the James Beard Awards and nominees and recognition. I mean, that's just a whole different level that. While I'm not Daniel Vaughn, I'm not a barbecue snob, I'm becoming a little bit of a barbecue snob. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I used to go to Spring Creek because I get all you can eat Italian cut green beans. But now I'm like, I'm not going there for that. I'm going to I'm going to go get this barbecue. It's gotten so much better, and we're very appreciative of that. So thank you guys for jumping in, right, and, and, yeah. and putting your, your best at it. Yeah, I think all of that creativity that's coming out is, is the cool part. And you're seeing different influences. You're seeing different people's take on it. You're seeing guys who maybe aren't, classically trained or who are classically trained who can put a twist on something that now somebody else is going to see and say hey look I'm going to take influences there and it seems like everybody's influencing each other and now it, like I said it's starting to affect those outside of the barbecue community where like Daddy Duncan's doing a lot of collabs with different places whether they're doing a ramen dish with his you know with uh, with his brisket or, or, or whatnot and I think that that's an awesome element to be able to have not only as as restaurant tour like you know to, to have that community but also from a business stance where hey you know what barbecue is transferable a little bit easier maybe I make homemade fresh pasta or something like that yeah I can I can give that to somebody else there's not too many other elements that a establishment can do that's part of their routine or part of their systems that wouldn't be outside the norm to, to collab with somebody else, you know? And I, I just think that that's so cool to see coming out of the barbecue community where it's like, had you just gone and picked up whoever's brisket, you know, mm -hmm. name a chain restaurant and said, hey, I'm doing that in my bun me sandwich or whatnot. Now, no one's gonna give a shit, you know? Yeah. But hey, Blood Brothers did it. I know how they kind of do something or, you know. Daddy Duncan. I mean, Daddy O's, right? Daddy yeah, O's Pizza. Y'all yeah, yeah. got, got a pizza collaboration going yeah. on over there. Shout too, out right? to Daddy O's. Shout out to Daddy O's on Memorial and Derry Ashford. Yeah. yeah. Right? And that's just a whole nother business model that just adds to, hey, you know what? Outside of these four walls, here's another set of income that I can put together, you know? And I know we asked um, Daddy Duncan about that a little mm -hmm. bit, you know, like, you know, it's just another revenue stream that, you know, you guys can put in, you know, and say, hey, look, I've got 
10 briskets going out Tuesday for the collabs and things like that. And I think that that's just a wonderful business model to have as well. And, and thank goodness the community's accepting it where, hey, you know what, I want... I want my uh, donut and I want a brisket on top or I want some, you know, I want a kolache. That's something we haven't done. done that before. At the <laughs> restaurant, yeah, but that, that yeah. used to be like our We had thing. a buddy that had a donut food truck. So when we did a lot of events at Buff Brew, we'd have him partner with us and he'd make like Dr. Pepper glazed donuts and we'd, <laughs> we'd put, you know, our brisket yeah. on there. He made a... So do I hear, uh, do I hear something happening? Maybe, maybe. Uh, he made like a maple and candied bacon one. Oh yeah, that would oh, yeah. be my favorite. Yeah, for sure. so maybe. So Those kind of things we'll get going once we really get settled in. With, we're, we're with, all, with, all, with all the success, all the accolades, all the recognition, all the... Do you get any sleep? <laughs> I got some sleep last night. Two hours? You got two hours last I actually night? got some good sleep. You actually, get... we, we got a good rotation now um, to where, you know. I, it's I gotten a lot better recently. Yeah. Oh, that first week, I told these guys first after week, that first, first week. First month. Yeah, after yeah. that first <laughs> week or two, I told you, hey, if we keep up this pace, I'm going to be dead. Like, so we got to do something. <laughs> so we changed up some things. So now everyone, you know. Get some rest here and there. So yeah. everybody's got to get that Armenian coffee. Yeah, yeah. whatever, yeah. whatever R is doing, man, it's yeah. <laughs> it's working. So what's what's so what's the future, Blood Brothers? I mean, I know don't you just got this newborn? You get starting to get a little bit of sleep now, but the future of Blood Brothers is dinner service. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, there you in go. About, in about a month. Very little, cool. Maybe a little over a month. Oh, we definitely got to give a shout out to our crew over at uh, sure. Uh, Who y'all want to shout out to? Chef Allen, uh, working hard. Alejandro, Renee, Murphy. Uh, Kev, Catch, yeah, working their asses out. They, so the beginning crew, they've been with y'all from the beginning? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, actually Renee's, some the of new, them, Renee's the newest member. Some of them been with us since the pop-ups, too. Yeah. So, yeah, so way, yeah. way back. What's the address of your restaurant? 5425 Bel Air Boulevard. 5425 Bel Air yeah. <laughs> Boulevard. The Bel Air Triangle. Yeah. It, it took him a minute to think about it. I, know, <laughs> I got a picture of me pointing at it. <laughs> 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 he can drive there in his sleep, but he can't remember yeah, the number. Yeah, right? I, I wasn't I sure who was going to. I didn't yeah. want us all to speak it's at the same time. It's funny if you ask the phone number for my business, I don't know. I don't know mine. 5425 Bel Air. And what about social media? Where are you guys at on social media? Blood Bros BBQ on across the board, Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Okay. Well, I'm excited about dinner because, you know, I mean, you guys always sell out. Now, that's a, that's a lot of pressure, though. Let me say. Let dinner me, let service me. is going to be a lot of fun. It's, it's not yeah. going to be briskets and ribs. It, it'll yeah, be prime ribs okay. and smoked fried chickens and chicken fried steaks. Yeah, it's not going to be meats by the pound. Yeah, no more yeah. La Lucha, though. I mean, you close early. You sell out. You're at La Lucha eating like five days a week. Well, that's Sunday. That's my Friday, man. That's my Friday. That's still, I'm still going to have my Friday. I'm so jealous man, when I see it on social media. I want La Lucha at four. Though. I'm like, what the There's hell, man? There's so advantages of having all these friends in the industry. You just of course. go and visit each other. You know, I mean, I love coming to visit them. I, I wish I had more time to come visit them at their place. Or go visit some of my other friends. I still have to make it to his place. I haven't had a chance to make yeah. it. Yeah, I, I can't make it to Jim either. The only day, the only we're day, all, day we're I'm all off, he's off. Yeah, <laughs> we all have the same day off. It's tough. We all have the same days off. But that's the amazing part about the family that we have. All of us who are friends or acquaintances will call each other. Hey, I'm coming to your place. And yeah. open up the doors and, you know, you just get this amazing treatment of great food and uh, 
I mean, I can't even make it over to Ara's place, and, and he's he five minutes from my house. <laughs> literally. You can literally ride his yeah. bicycle. Yeah, I can ride my bike over there, but, yeah. you know, the day, the day, like today, we're all closed, so there's yeah. no point in riding <laughs> going over there, so. You'll still catch him there. He'll still oh, be yeah. there. Oh, yeah. He'll still be there. Well, that's that's why I'm, I'm really looking forward to the Houston Barbecue Festival, the the Saturday before. Yeah, the Saturday, because we'll be drinking soju yeah. all night. <laughs> <laughs> all night. Jim will have the bourbon. Jim, will, Jim was the bourbon guy. Jim is a bourbon guy, and then we'll get the coffee at 5 a.m. Yeah, so yeah. we'll, go through, we'll go through 12 protein tanks. life-saving coffee in the morning. Yeah, 12 protein Oh, no, we did that the first year of Barbecue Fest, and when I woke yeah. up that next morning, and I said, shit, I got to serve now? <laughs> <laughs> that was it. At first, you had a handle and a, and a liter of Jim. Oh, oh two, hands. two hands. Two hands. Yeah, bad. It was shot o'clock. <laughs> every, 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 every hour. Come on, queen, bring it, queen. So, so the follow year after that, uh, Samlin Scott, yeah. Yeah. he would come up. Y'all ready for shot o'clock? I'm like, nope, <laughs> <laughs> not this year. Tame, we're gonna t- tame it down a little bit. Well, guys, I just want to say thank you very much. We're gonna probably stop the podcast here. But I'm going to have other content. I'm going to keep the cameras Director's rolling, cut. different things. There's okay. going to be bonus Blue material. Blue you can bonus, bonus material. Bonus material. Flip uh, clubs. Yeah, this is where we get to curse. And there you go. Like yeah, really, yourself. really let loose, yeah. Um, but you'll be able to see all of that at on3media.co, um, or you can follow myself at Cost of Goods Told on Instagram, or you can follow now your new handle, at whitebeardphotography underscore TX. That's right. There we go. I got it. And all podcasts are posted on uh, YouTube. YouTube. They're also going to be uh, since this is going to be the uh, audio uh, version. Um, anywhere that you listen to podcasts, you'll be able to get it. But uh, main source is going to be Anchor. Yeah. Um, but then it broadcasts to anywhere that you get, you know, podcasts. So just search for Cost of Goods Told. <laughs> Guys, thank y'all so much for for this. Like I said, hanging out. We're gonna get some food because it looks like uh, Arash sent over some stuff. So cool. cool. I well, am, he couldn't uh, come see us, but he could feed us. Huh? There you go. <laughs> He's feeling guilty now. I'll He's like, actually <laughs> sent some food. That's it. So we killed one bottle of soju. This will probably be we'll done move in one second. Yeah, and just Queen's getting warmed up. Now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm supposed to go to dinner at my family's house, but you know, <laughs> you can make it. You can still yeah, make it. We'll it's still be all right. We'll be all right. All right. All right. Well, thank you all so much for listening. Thank you, um, guys. Thank, thank you all for, for being here. I really appreciate it, everybody. And uh, all all show notes will be uh, in the description. Everybody will be tagged and so forth there. So everybody's uh, yeah, handles you, and everything. So. Y'all haven't been to see these boys at Blood Brothers. You get down there and see them. Absolutely. Yeah. They do a fantastic job. Go see Blood Brothers. Not tomorrow, though. We're not open. Wednesday yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to Sunday. Go see Buck's Barbecue. Go see uh, Texas. Harlem Road. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I'm I'm cutting that video. We're out. We're out. out. Thank you, guys. (laughs)